Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the league is in good hands, Tate. We know that. We've known that for a while. Mm. But mm. the hands that the league belong to might be a little older than the experts originally thought because uh, by my, by, from, from my point of view, it, it seems like the league might belong to the hands of a 36-year-old Chris Paul. Oh, wow. So when you yeah. said 36-year-old, I thought it had to be LeBron James because that is the only 36-year-old who can play at this level at that age. Uh, but like you said, Chris Paul is proving that's not the case. Maybe there's two, and he happens to be the president of the Players Association. It was uh, quite an amazing series from Chris Paul. Uh, he shot 436. This is true. I saw this up. I saw the stat tweeted out. 436 high pick and roll. Go to your right. Hit the elbow jumper because yeah, no one fade fade out to the right. And- <laughs> oh my god. Unbelievable, but unstoppable, but also like still maybe try to stop it, Denver. Like, but still maybe like try something. Yes, it, we're to the point where mid-range shots, we're just like we'll give it to you. And Chris yeah. Paul is literally automatic. So if it's automatic and it goes in every single time, uh, it doesn't matter if three is more than two. So yeah. uh, I think that's what we learned in this series. Sometimes it's good to have a mid-range game. What if I told who, you? Two, who would have thought? What if I told you two is actually worth more than three? I'll explain later. Uh, <laughs> also, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, are not are not taking it to the Nets level, Tate, as their as their shooting shirts imply. Mm. Um, they are are in trouble. Are we throwing that word out? Is are they? Think, in tru- is the series over? Uh, that, that's what we learned after game two. The series was over. Very similar to the Clippers in the first round. Two games in, we knew it was over. The Bucks were dead to rights. They go home. They win two games. Kyrie Irving goes down with an injury, and America says. The Nets are dead. The series is over. So through four games, the series has been over yep. in two different ways, which I think usually means, Titus, we have a seven-game series. Right? It usually that's how, means, <laughs> that's how yeah, that works. yeah. The, the, it's going to be a good series. So we'll talk about the Nets a little bit. Certainly got to talk about Chris Paul. Uh, mm. And Tate, It's uh, we're recording this on Monday, which can only mean one thing. Ooh. I got some uh, fraud power rankings for yes. people. Yes. Uh, there are a lot of frauds in the National that's Basketball so- Association, and they all deserve to be called out because, as mm. we know, NBA media want to get too buddy buddy with these guys. No one, mm. no one has the balls to just say you're a fraud. Um, yeah, I'm the only one. No one else does. I'm the I, one I really hope that you have Luka Doncic on there, and it's from Haralo Bob. Did you see this story? That- <laughs> oh. <laughs> please don't step on my power ranking state. Okay. Please, for the okay, love okay. of God, we'll wait. We'll, we'll get wait, to we'll it. Wait. I promise we will get to it. But first, Woody Durham. I will defer to the uh, North Carolina expert here because Tate mm. seems to uh, anytime a guy has any uh, <laughs> tie to North Carolina, the state, the university, yes. um, mm. the, the idea. I, I think yes. you, you've you've gotten really broad with your your North mm. Carolina umbrella. It could be like a guy that's, that has nothing to do with North Carolina, but to you, you say 
feels like a North Carolina guy. So I'm going to claim that guy as well. Well, it's uh, like kind of, I'll give an example. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, his mom's from Raleigh, North Carolina. So there he's, you go. One, he's <laughs> one degree away from North You Carolina. always find a way, Tate. <laughs> uh, you don't have to go to those links with Chris Paul. He is yeah. a North Carolina guy. He uh, mm. went to Winston-Salem or went to Wake Forest in Winston-Salem. I'm sorry. From Winston-Salem. Uh, yeah. So um, my, my, I, I will let you have the floor first. My question, my big overarching question is, how did we get here with Chris Paul where he is so universally beloved, where every, every, it feels like every neutral basketball fan is cheering for mm. him to finally get his ring. Not even, not even necessarily his ring. I mean, we certainly want him to get the ring, but the man has never even played in the NBA finals. Uh, it feels like the entire basketball community is rallying behind him when not that long ago, this man was a dirty player who hit people in the balls. Mm -hmm. uh, how did we get here? How, how did yeah. it happen? Where, where, where was the moment in time that all this switched? I do feel like Chris Paul is this generation's Isaiah Thomas, right? Where in the sense of he is so likable, he kind of checks all the boxes. He is, you know, the all-American kid, right? And he, you know, his first story that we all got to the world was his grandpa is fatally shot. He, you know, scores his grandpa's age. He, he airballs a free throw to make sure he, he, he scores 63 points or 61 that was points. High I think school, it was. Right? That was in high school. So yeah. his introduction to the world, right, is this, you know, Tragic, but also incredible story of, you know, basketball being his, you know, uh, place of peace, so to speak. And then he goes to Wake Forest. He plays for Skip Prosser. Uh, they're one of the best teams in the country. I, I think he, you know, probably that's the first time, like you said, he hits Julius Hodge in the nuts. What's the and story I, behind that? Because I, I, I. Well, did you ever watch Julius Hodge play? He deserves to get hit in the nuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Julius Hodge was. Literally, the like he was an instigator on the court. He was trying to to bait you into these things. And Chris Paul saw a moment. He had a moment of we weakness. Should do, we should go like <laughs> we should go relitigate uh, dirty plays and decide yes. whether they were justified or not. Well deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just watch. Well, yeah. Chris Paul punched him the balls. He deserved it. Grayson Allen. That trip. No, that was that was a dirty play. The other trip, though, mm -hmm. that one that one was actually Santa Anna. The, the Santa yeah. Anna trip, like Santa Anna was doing some dirty things to Grace Down. So you're like, you kind of give him the benefit I get that of the one. doubt. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm you're on like, the side okay. that one. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Davison <laughs> stepping under a guy's foot. Uh, don't really love it, but also Ooh. rivalry game. So I allow it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, if you're a Giannis fan, you're like very Brad Davison, very Wisconsin <laughs> move. Wisconsin. <laughs> very Wisconsin move. Uh, so, you know, Chris Paul's whole story, I should say, like, that's the, the duality, the dichotomy. He goes to the NBA goes to New Orleans. He's in this kind of situation where everyone thinks. I think people forget this. Darren Williams was the better point guard, right? Titus, mm -hmm. you were, you you watched basketball. I remember, you know, yeah, fifteen years ago. And like some people that talk well, about in it fact, now, they, did they play? Uh, they played each other in two thousand five. It would have been two thousand five. Uh, yeah. That that was that was Illinois' introduction to mm. America that we are the best team. Like we yes. are, Wake Forest is ranked number one in the country. They play, if memory serves, they play in Champaign, and mm -hmm. Illinois runs them off the floor. And I don't I don't remember the Darren Williams versus Chris Paul matchup per se, but uh, Illinois wiped the floor with Wake Forest, and that was like their introduction yep. to America. Like we're yep. not to be messed with, and then they they go on their run as we all remember, right? Yeah, exactly. And also Chris Paul, you know, when he gets into the NBA, there's Raymond Felton, there's Darren Williams, there's all these other point guards. And he's always, even though he was, I think the entire time, the best point guard, there were all these conversations that were happening. Was he better than Darren Williams? And Darren Williams is playing for, you know, coach Sloan out in Utah and they're having, you know, these head to head matchups and Darren Williams would always somehow play better than Chris Paul. And he had a little bit of a size advantage. So the, by 2008, 2009, America says, 
Chris Paul is second to Darren Williams. Darren Williams then goes to Brooklyn. Uh, they, they tried to build a super team there. Regardless, Chris Paul endures during this entire period, right? He's a, then he goes to the Clippers. He builds Lob City. He makes you know Blake Griffin the number one pick. He, he's feeding him lobs, making him look great. DeAndre Jordan, same thing. He's making him have some of these most impactful moments. The Brandon Knight dunk from DeAndre Jordan, that lob, that moment, mm-hmm. that comes to mind. So Chris Paul is doing all this. But at the same time, the show is the dunk, right? Chris Paul is an accessory to the show, but mm-hmm. we also we're, we're loving him. But he but he gets blamed for some of the uh, internal politics in the locker room. But you know, if you're watching Chris Paul and you're a fan of basketball, you're saying, I think Chris Paul's right here, you know. And even though it didn't work out, you're saying Chris Paul's right. And then I think he got the people back, Titus, because a younger North Carolina guard comes up and supplants him right in his face. And we all remember the move when Curry does the shimmy and Chris Paul kind of falls down and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the and then Curry hits the shot. The Warriors start out the season in 2015, 2016, when they win 73 wins, they win 13 in a row. They win uh, against the Clippers. Steph Curry goes off in front of yeah. Chris Paul. And again, that's when the, that's when the tide was, I feel bad for Chris Paul. I am concerned about Chris Paul. I'm, I worry for Chris Paul. He's also getting a lot of power on the back end with the Players Association. Now he's the president of the Players Association. Now he's he's getting you know in with the league, understanding the business side of things. He's the entire time the people have been on the Chris Paul journey. We've waited for him to be a champion. We've waited for him to break through. And when the Lakers trade got broken up in yep. 2011. That hysterical was hysterical to think back on. Hysterical to think hysterical. back hysterical that, that the NBA, uh, given the current landscape of what the NBA has become, that the NBA would say that. I mean, I, I understand David Stern was the commissioner at the time, and David Stern and Adam Silver have very two different philosophies on mm-hmm. how to run a, a a league. But it's it's just so funny that that like that 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 right now is is what the league is. Yeah. <laughs> it was only ten years ago. That was two thousand eleven. Yeah. I would have guessed that was like 2008 because it just felt, it feels like so far ago, like a completely different era of basketball, which I guess 10 years might count, but yeah, insane to think back on. <laughs> insane to think about that. And it was broken up and then he ends up going to the Clippers, the rest is history. But I think that moment in time, we all remember. And I think that's when like the sympathy for Chris Paul really started, right? Because he was going to go play with Kobe. He was going to play with Dwight. Yeah. Dwight yeah. and Chris Paul would have been Lob City. It wouldn't have been Dwight and DeAndre Jordan. So, like, we all understood what that looked like or what it could have looked like. So, we've just – we felt bad for him. And now that he goes to he, – when he gets into Oklahoma City, I think that was the best thing that ever happened to him because that was the we're sitting you, you know, out to the pasture, so to speak. You know what I mean? The Literally. He says, yeah, no. like, yeah, to Oklahoma, right? Like, just get out of here. Like, thank you for your service. You are not going to be a part of our future plans. And then we have the bubble experience. Uh, he makes that pretty much possible. And then we also have this shortened season, uh, you know, off season that leads to this season that leads to his opportunity to finally win a championship. And he negotiated and brokered all these deals to, to make these things possible. So not only is like his team making this happen, He's also like a part of making basketball possible uh, in this shortened season anyway. So he just feels due. So I think that every single person now that has felt bad, like at some point, there was some point in your in your Chris Paul timeline that we've been following him that you felt like he was getting the short end of the stick, you know, so to speak. Yeah. So and I think now that he finally isn't and things are falling in his way, whether it be getting injured in the playoffs, like there's right, so many examples, right. you know. So like I think everyone, like the good faith of Chris Paul throughout this whole thing and the fact that he's been willing to to be LeBron's, you know, champion, like champions LeBron, you know what I mean? And that should yeah. be in the old school NBA, like you're not supposed to be friends, not supposed to be on the banana boat. So like 
He's always been a good sport. And now he's finally getting his due, finally getting his stage, finally getting his moment. And I think that's why all the journalists and all the people that love storytelling and, and narratives and all that sort of stuff are like, I got to give him his due. And then you got your Ryan Rosillo's of the world who have just always loved Chris Paul. I've always called him the point God. You know what I'm saying? That are just gung ho over. And they're like, finally, I feel validated because this guy plays the position like I understand yeah. it or like it was taught to me when I, I first started watching basketball. I don't I don't remember Chris Paul having a ton of haters per se. I don't remember like a contingent yeah. of people that like were were laughing at his demise mm. all the time. Never. Um, I don't think th- ever. Yeah, no, yeah, never. But uh, I do think as you, you hit a lot of the notes of, of a point I would make is that as guys go through their career and they you, you get to the twilight of the career, if you've not won a ring, um, it's very easy to, to, even if you didn't love the guy, uh, which again, I don't think anybody was like, I'm, I'm explicitly cheering. Like, I don't care who wins in the playoffs as long as Chris Paul doesn't win. I don't know if anyone's ever <laughs> been like that with the guy. I don't think anyone's but, ever said that, <laughs> but there have been people that like, don't love him. There have been people that are, yeah. I, I don't think you can win with that guy. Like he just kind of is out there. You know, if, if, you, if you don't really pay attention, you're like Chris Paul, he just kind of dribbles around out there <laughs> and sets up to you. As you said, Lob City, it's like, how yeah. hard is that? I mean, when you got <laughs> when you got the athletes, just throw it up to them. Like, whatever, whatever criticism you have. Um, when you get to the end of your career, if you've never won a title before, I think unless that the, the, the player in question has just done heinous things off the court or is just an all-around bad guy, <laughs> I think some smart small part of you as a sports fan is like, I, I want that, no matter how I felt about him in the past, now that I see the, the clock ticking, I'm now cheering for him, you know? Yeah. And I, I really feel like James Harden will get that treatment if the Nets are going to win a title, but he'll win a title with the Nets. But like, yeah, fast forward James Harden career, as much as people shit on that guy and, and don't love watching him play and all that, I really do feel like a 35-year-old James Harden has not won a title yet. <laughs> people would rally behind that, right? And yeah. they'd be like, come I mean, on, happened, let's it, do it, it for James. You know, it, he deserves it, one at least, whatever. It, it kind of happened with Barkley, you know, when he went to the Rockets, people were like, yeah. I, I hope that it works out with the Rockets. I hope that Chuck can finally win one because Jordan stopped him. I mean, Carl Malone, when he went to the Lakers, it was sort of the same kind of thing. I mean, even Kyle Lowry. I mean, Kyle Lowry was a you know, a joke amongst the Eastern Conference basketball fans when they were like, oh, you know, Lebronto, right, right, right. Lebronto, he owns the Raptors. Yeah. And then finally Kyle Lowry wins a championship. And now people were saying the Lakers should trade for him this offseason because they need a point guard. You know what I mean? And it, it flipped so quickly once he became a champion. We're all like, of course, Kyle Lowry's a champion, yada, yada, yada. Chris Paul needs that same moment. You pay more attention to this stuff than I do. So I, I, I need your help with this. When he was traded to the Suns, this was not thought of as a potentially title no, no, not a right? not a title. Like, this, like he was, it, like I, I remember it as Chris Paul can go to Phoenix and he can help. It, like it, it feels like once Chris Paul, basically, as you said, he got put out the pasture in Oklahoma City. And the moment he arrives in Oklahoma City, it is his his role in the NBA from now until he he leaves basketball is to just mentor and that's it and teach. Yeah, and that's all he's gonna yeah. do and just teach and be a locker room guy and teach guys how to to read ball screen coverage and that's about it and that's all he's yeah they, they, they were treating chris paul like he was jared jack that's yeah. pretty much the, <laughs> yes. like that and was their outlook that's my memory of him being traded to phoenix was like this this is he'll help phoenix for sure like he can mm-hmm. he's a good player but like i mean come on like his real value will be you know grooming devin boy phoenix is a young team and maybe chris yeah. paul's veteran leadership can help the young guys understand, you know, the business side, you know, people forget Tate that, that <laughs> this is a business. This isn't a, like mm-hmm. that seemed, that's my memory of uh, the discussions around Chris Paul going to the Suns And the fact that the guy, uh, you, you know, if, if, if the, the NBA playoffs operated like um, the, the, the NCAA tournament where we hand, we, we now do a regional MVP. 
I feel like Chris Paul, now that we're now, now that the Suns have made the final four, I feel mm. like Chris Paul might be the MVP over Devin Booker. I don't know. It's a, it's a good argument to have, I suppose. But also, I don't feel like Suns fans even really want to argue. They're just like, who cares? We're winning. That's a lot of fun. But the way Chris Paul played against Denver, it was it was like De- Devin Booker was awesome. He was score- He I, I looked up his stats today, and, and I couldn't believe how how many points he was scoring in the <laughs> series because he was just kind of out there. And I don't mean that as a slight to Devin Booker at all. It was just that when I was watching these games, the story was Chris Paul. Every single game, it felt like. Yeah. Uh, just dicing up Denver and and Mike Malone just sitting on the sidelines just with his arms crossed like I I don't know what give the ball to Nicola we're like yeah that's what we do on offense coach what are we doing on defense though and he's yeah. like give it to give it to the Joker give it to the joke man and we're like Mike come on what are we doing it, it, it also like showed a basketball you know it, it showed what matchups really mean right because you have Composo and Austin Rivers going against Devin Booker and Chris Paul and so yeah that that right there pretty much says yeah. what all you need to say but the, give you have to give credit to Phoenix because they were exploiting those matchups to the to the maximum Chris Paul specifically and I think you know you asked about the the MVP of the regional I think it has to be Chris Paul I mean the guy had 41 assists and three turnovers for the series. It's insane. I mean, that's how you talk about assist turnover ratio. We talk about point guards. I mean, I I know uh, the the kids, everyone wants to call him the point guard. I mean, it is, that is who Chris Paul is. I mean, he is clinically a point guard and a pure point guard, as they would say, right? I mean, he's not a combo guard. He is when you think of old heads love him. That's why you you bring up Rosillo loving him. I mean, like, like if you are a a fan of old school basketball, and I think most of us uh, that, that have graduated college kind of are, I think that's just how (laughs) the world works. It's like the older you get, the older you get your, your appreciation for basketball um, doesn't, I I really, the older I'm getting, the more I think this, I don't think you go back to the era you grew up in. I think you go even further back. I think there's like some sort of weird force at plays. Like the older I get, the more I start thinking, like, I think I'm at like 1984 as like the pinnacle of basketball and give me 10 more years. And I'll think it was 1976 (laughs) more years. And I'll be like, no, 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 no. In 1969, that is when basketball was at its purest form. Um, So all the old heads love a guy like Chris Paul because it is his brand of basketball is a lost art. It is, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be because like those of us that have, have, have been watching basketball for decades and decades and have seen every iteration. We remember a time when the three point line was not necessarily a gimmick, but uh, I mean, a lot of people listening do remember when it was a gimmick, but yeah. um, you and I at least remember like it was a specialty. It was a novelty. It was like, you had mm-hmm. the one guy on the team that could shoot threes. And yeah. It was, was a like specialist. Your, that was your yeah. role. You were a specialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the James uh, Jones, the GM of the Phoenix suns. That is right. what we're talking about. All yeah. the evolutions of basketball through, through, throughout time. Uh, the, the, the point guard, the, 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 the style of, of play of which Chris Paul operates at the point guard position. Um, it, it does feel like it's something that should be timeless, mm-hmm. but it's not a guy who sets up the, who has full understanding of where all 10 guys are on the floor at all times and sets up his teammates and knows the exact right uh, recipe for when he needs to hunt his own and also get other guys involved and all of that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's such a breath of fresh air, especially if you're, you know, if you, if you turn your, your boomer up to 11 and you're the type that like pulls out your hair, watching the the James Harden and Luka Doncic of the other world and Trey Young's that just have the ball in their hands for 20 mm-hmm. seconds out of every possession. Mm-hmm. A guy like Chris Paul is, is, he's manna from heaven watching him play. Yeah. And it's like watching art because it is a balancing act, you know, to, like you said, to, to pick and choose your spots and to have the, the, the composure and the comfort and the ability to get guys involved and to get a young guy like Deandre Ayton comfortable going up against the MVP where he has the confidence because he's getting easy buckets. And like, 
all the little things that Chris Paul does to, to get this young team in good spots. And then he also has, you know, veteran guys like a Jay Crowder, who's a nice, if we were in a position where Mikel Bridges is kind of, you know, this moment's pretty big for me, kind of like what happened to Harrison Barnes in 2015 with the Warriors. If Bridges has one of those moments, we have Jay Crowder. And that's why you asked about the trade as the original question. Like when Chris Paul got traded, I think that the, the most optimistic fan of the Suns would say, we can compete in the West, you know, like we, we could, we could maybe make it to the finals, but I don't think they saw that and said, you know, we're going to win a championship. I mean, maybe they did after they ate no bubble run and they're on a super high, but at best in reality, you're thinking we can play the Lakers and, you know, we'll, we'll give the Lakers our best shot and we'll see what happens kind of, kind of thing. And the best part about this journey is that, you know, Jay Crowder goes, I mean, there were other guys that believed in what they saw from the bubble. I mean, from the yeah. Suns. And I think Devin Booker should take a lot of, uh, you know, like he should be honored that, uh, that not, not only did Chris Paul believe because Chris Paul obviously orchestrated and agreed to go to Phoenix in the first place. And he wouldn't have agreed to that if he didn't think it was a potential place for him to compete. He obviously loved Co coach Monty Williams. They have a tight bond, um, but Jay Crowder coming too. Um, that, that really said, okay, Phoenix, like they really think they have something here. They think they can really compete here in the West. And then if you're Phoenix, you just beat the champs. So like you talk mm -hmm. about the, the, the belief that you are the team of destiny. It's not like dominated they dominated the champs dominated. Yeah. And, and there's no, yeah. there's no team that you're really, that you're looking at that you're like, I, th that's the boogeyman over there. You know, the Nets probably were that team. And if they're healthy, they probably are that team, but with them being a little banged up too. Your confidence only shoots up. And I think that's why when they swept and they swept Jokic and Jokic gets thrown out of this game, I think that's why they celebrated so much because that that playing the defending champs is one thing. Then playing the MVP of the league is a whole nother thing because you don't know what that's going to look like, especially with a young big like DeAndre Aiden. To get a sweep, which is... I think if you and I have been told that before this series, I would have said, I mean, maybe Jokic got hurt, you yeah. know? Like honestly, like I, I was surprised I, by the sweep. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guess it shouldn't have been that surprising because when when I heard you say it, I I watched four games of it, so I my eyeballs saw it. But just like hearing the words, uh, composite and Austin Rivers versus Chris Paul, Porter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, no shit, it was a sweep. But uh, yeah, no, and and, <laughs> and and that's why they. I think that's why Booker and Paul. I think they have such a they have such great confidence because they are the best backcourt that they'll face moving forward. You know what I mean? Think about the Clippers. Like the Clippers are, they have no backcourt. Like Reggie Jackson's going to match up with Chris Paul. Like, Dude, good luck. Not only backcourt, but like guys <laughs> who can can cover these ball screens. Of, of yeah. you know, even if Reggie Jackson gets hit on a ball screen, who's Marcus Morris or Zubats have to now? No, no. <laughs> no. That's what I mean. I the mean. Jazz, the Jazz could. If, if the it Jazz is the are Jazz, good matchup. they're 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 good. My, I don't know how when Mike's coming back. It is not. He's know, out I'm, for game four. I'm not yeah. breaking news here, but at the same time. Maybe a, a, a the 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 discussions around the Mike Conley camp, <laughs> we'll put it that way, not exactly optimistic right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I I I think the hope is that he might just be out this entire Clippers series and get him back for for the Suns. But uh, you know Conley Conley and Gobert, if, if that's it's never like a direct match. It, it, you know NBA, the NBA now is not like your fifth grade. No, but basketball. Conley and Gobert versus Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton is a good matchup. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but I'm saying it's not. It, the NBA never is like your fifth grade rec game. Yeah. Where you stand across yeah. the guy. It's like you guard him every single <laughs> yeah. second of every. Yeah, but, yeah, it's all matchups. Yeah. In in terms of Mike, you know Mike and Gobert could 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 uh, match match up pretty well. But like you said, if it is the Clippers, who's stopping Chris Paul and the Clippers? Uh, mm -hmm. If it's 
you know, the 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 finals become interesting. I I don't know. The, the finals become interesting because I think it is going to be the Bucks or the Nets, whoever wins that series. And the the Nets haven't guarded anybody all season, so I don't think that mm-hmm. matters much. The Bucks, maybe that's where the wheels fall off. For yeah, I mean, Drew Holiday would Drew be a Holiday, good matchup yeah, for Chris yeah. Paul uh, in the finals. Giannis I mean. And- PJ Tucker and but the the Sixers don't have a point guard to match up with Chris Paul. You know what I mean? Like Doc Rivers is the best point guard on the Sixers, and he's coaching. So (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that 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 doesn't fare well. So uh, all all that to say is like I I can't believe we're at a position like you said as we're getting close to the Final Four, we're we're setting up the conference finals that the Suns are the team to me that seem like the team of destiny, and that scares me because I have witnessed Chris Paul so many times you know, get so close to the mountaintop and then what something is the mountaintop happened. though? I guess that's, that's the other part is that the, the rings culture we live in that, mm. that Chris Paul must win a ring. And I guess that is like, like what we've seen from Phoenix. I think they've been the, they, they've looked like the best team in the NBA in the playoffs so far. Right. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a fair assessment. Um, so certainly that should be their goal. And I think they, they, that is their goal, obviously. Um, I mean, they've won six but, straight since uh, Andre Drummond did the LeBron back, you know, and he like backed yeah. him up and did like the, the Suns have been six and oh since that moment and have just dominated. But if, if the Suns lose to the Nets in six games and Steve Nash celebrates a, a win over the, the, the Suns and it's, it's every Phoenix fan's biggest nightmare. I mean, is that, I guess that is a failure for people evaluation of Chris Paul, you know, like that's so stupid. Yeah. That's so I, stupid I, that the, that the Rockets were, you know, what, what, what was it? A half away from beating the, the Durant warriors. In 2018? Yeah. They missed and, 28 threes in that game. Yeah. And everyone talks about the, 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 the hardened Chris Paul experiment was a failure and that, you know, and it's like they were, Chris Paul wasn't even playing in that game. And then, um, <laughs> I don't know. That that's pretty annoying. But I, I'm I'm trying to get ahead of it because you said if, if you're scared of Chris Paul, quote unquote, failing so often. But not 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 even failing. I, I'm not saying fail. I'm just scared of getting my hopes up because I want him yeah. to do it so badly. You know what I mean? I, I think that's where I I'm a fan of Chris Paul, so I want Chris Paul to do it. And in 2015, the year that the Warriors won their first championship, I thought that was the most open the NBA had been in quite some time. LeBron left the Heat. The big yeah. three was dead. He goes to Cleveland. Cleveland's not quite ready yet, but they have Kevin Love. They have Kyrie. They have LeBron. So they have they have a puncher's chance, obviously, with that team. And then you looked at the Western Conference, and it was like the Clippers were the team. And not only yeah. were the Clippers definitely the team, they beat the defending champs in the first round, which is what Chris Paul has done this year. So in 2015, mm. they beat Tim Duncan. Chris Paul hit a game-winning shot in Game 7. Uh, you know, in L.A., they had earned home court, you know, so they beat the defending champs. And, you know, at that moment in time, I'm thinking to myself, well, the Clippers are going to win the championship this year. Obviously, the Warriors are the team, and the rest is history, so to speak. But that's what I mean where – I, I am I am happy that they swept, but I am also my reservations are still in place, right? Because yeah. I know that the Jazz could be a tough matchup for them, like we were just talking about. You see that obviously the Nets, if they're fully healthy, they are definitely going to be the favorites. You understand that Joel Embiid will be a tough matchup for DeAndre Ayton. So it's like it's not a foregone conclusion, but as it sits right here, I think all signs are pointing to the Suns winning the championship. So I'm trying to just put the reservations and trying to like get the jinx out there to make sure that we don't get a jinx. I'm trying yeah. to get ahead. All right. Well, I'll get ahead. I'll get ahead of it for you. I don't think the Suns are winning the title. I think there you go. I still. I said going into the Bucks Net series, I mm. felt like that was whoever emerges from that will be your NBA champion. I still believe it because uh, I who's I, guarding Giannis? 
Yeah, I, I, I still, still believe. I, I, I think the wheels fall off for the Suns in the finals if they, they match up with one of those two. But maybe not. I don't know. Mm. That's, that's why we love watching basketball. But, but uh, also the good thing, and that's why the banana boat is so important, is because LeBron James made it so that if you make it to the, you make it to the finals, yes. you have, yes. you have you won have a championship. Won. You have won, especially I, in the West. Uh, you keep saying I'm not a champion. Uh, I won the Western Conference Championship. So exactly. About? Yeah. <laughs> Look at my ring. I think they get rings for the Western Conference Championship. Something like that. They get that's something. A, that's Maybe a, a Fab ribbon. Five. That's a Fab Five move too. The Fab Five never won a championship unless you count a regional championship and uh, AKA a Final Four berth. So yeah. That's a. That's a. That's an old school move. The Fab Five. Be- the Fab Five invented celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> it was not LeBron like you think. It was the Fab Five. They they invented black socks. The name Jalen. And, Maggie and, shorts and calling <laughs> calling final fours championships. That was the um baggy shorts, you name it. My god, bald heads ish. Uh, rivalries on the court, yes. <laughs> oh man, uh, the uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, you mentioned Jay Crowder earlier. I just wanted to, to acknowledge Jay Crowder's existence because this man to me, not a great comparison. People are going to hear me say the name I'm about to say, and you're going to recoil and be like, I'm sorry, what? How dare you? But let me finish. Uh, he reminds me of like Robert Ori in the sense yeah, that yeah, yeah, he's yeah. on a million different teams and he's, he, he has not hit the big shots that Robert Ori has hit. He has not won champ, a championship at all, much less what did Ori win? Five, six, seven? I think he won five, maybe six. He may have won six. Is that who LeBron was talking about when he was introduced as, uh, to Miami? He was like, not, not five. Not seven. He was asked, how many championships did Robert Ory win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got not dubbed six, over after the seven, fact. Not <laughs> I'm about to see how many he has. Look, look it up. I'm going to guess, lock me in on uh, seven. I think he has one more than Jordan. Yeah, he has seven. Some, he has seven. Yeah, okay, yes. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, so Jay Crowder obviously doesn't have a chance. So I'm not. It, it's not a perfect comparison, but just the the uh, the idea of at any given time during the offseason, if you ask me what team Jay Crowder's on, I'd be like, damn, I don't know. I don't remember. Did he get did he get traded? Does he was he a free agent? Whatever. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know for sure, Tate, is that he's going to show up in the playoffs and be a part of a a very good playoff team. That's what he yes. does every single year. He mm-hmm. never has won the title, but uh, he was on Miami last year. It goes to the yeah. finals. Um, he was on the Jazz, right? I'm trying to think of all the other teams. I mean, the, the Celtics, Celtics forever. Yeah. yeah. Then it was, was it? He was drafted by the uh, the Mavs, right? And didn't he make the playoffs one year for the Mavs? Yeah. And they were halfway decent team. Um, that lost in the first round because that's what the Mavs. And then he was do, with but, the Grizzlies for a little bit, like right when yeah. John Moran got there. So like John Moran and all the young Grizzlies like love Jay Crowder. I saw them like during the Lakers series. They're like, "That's my boy, Jay Crowder." Yeah. It's like he does have a lot of fan bases because he's like even the Heat fans like pulling for Jay Crowder because they're like he's a winner. He, he gets the Heat culture. And, and he's also he's he's been on so many teams that like I can now picture him in every single jersey. Yeah, that's and why it's like, hard. Like, like even when you remember, said the Mavs, I'm like, yeah, it's, it looks right in my head. Yeah. Do you remember when he was on the Rockets? And I would say, yeah, I do. Like he had a couple <laughs> good years for them, right? Like that was the. <laughs> it's like you're getting him and Trevor Reese. Trevor Reese. Yeah. <laughs> and then Robert Covington is kind of the same way. Like throw yeah, them Roko. all in the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crowder could have been on the Sixers too, you know what I mean? It just feels like, or it he should be on right. the Sixers. Yeah, it all feels right. So, uh, you say that the you, you say Phoenix, you, you think they're the team to beat, and I think that I think right they now. are the team of destiny right now. I think it would be really hard. It'd be hard press, and you know, we uh, we did that podcast where we were talking about the uh, the what's the best for the NBA and like who is who who yeah, is going could, to if you could fudge 
whatever make it yeah i mean the the players association president chris paul who you work the closest with and a young star like devin booker who is dating one of the biggest reality stars or whatever they are now the the kardashians kendall jenner you know like Mm -hmm. that whole drama i know a lot of people say the nba is like the kardashians but if you're the nba and you can actually use the cachet of the kardashians and have i mean I know I said this one uh, one time, uh, Sun Sixers finals, and then you have Ben Simmons, who used to date Kendall Jenner, playing against her new boyfriend, Devin Booker, and then Kendall Jenner sitting Whoa. courtside. Uh, That's true. You know, they they yeah. really, they, yeah, wow. That, that could be the finals. <laughs> it could be Ben Simmons and Doc Rivers, who obviously Doc Rivers and, and Chris Paul have their own little rivalry going on. And then Ben Simmons and Devin Booker have their own rivalry going on. Ooh. And then Kendall Jenner's just sitting there courtside. And like, if you're the NBA and you're Adam Silver and you're the, the NBA entertainment wants. president, that is what you want. You want that's what the NBA that would be the lowest yeah. rated finals ever, but the most tweeted about. Yes, exactly. No one's watching most, it, but no everyone's like, oh my God, Kendall's there. Oh my God, Ben Simmons. Did you Simmons. see yes. what, what Ben <laughs> put on his Instagram page? Yes. Oh yes. my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the series finally gets underway. It is going to be war. And you're like, they're on game five already. Oh like, <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, like I, when, when it really yeah. gets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that to me is why I'm, uh, I'm leaning Suns because I, I think if it's Suns Sixers, then I would take the Suns over the Sixers. Right. But if it was, yeah, if it was Suns Bucks, I would take the Bucks. If it's Suns, Bucks, or Nets, I, I like, would take either I one like, of the. Yeah. I like Bucks or Nets, assuming yeah. obviously that that everyone's uh, healthy. Everyone's healthy, and they probably would be if they're you get to that point in the finals. In the finals, uh, yeah, that's a good. What what is the? I I feel like the way everyone's upset with if the Clippers if the Clippers make it out of the West now, it's that's a, that's bad news bears for uh like the the general NBA fan. I think the general NBA fan is losing their mind. If the Clippers, like a team that was dead, they were dead. They were dead to rights mm-hmm. against the the Mavs. They're down 2-0. They lost the first two games of the playoffs at home. Um, to then come back, beat Utah, which I, I don't think people have a lot of love for Utah per se. No, I don't think they that's don't. like a. I don't think people around the 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 especially after career. the Grizzlies first round and the, some of the stuff that yeah. you know what I mean like they they and haven't endeared themselves to the public. People forget coronavirus did not exist in this country until Rudy Gobert touched microphones. So, yes, uh, that's I think true. People harbor a lot of ill will for him for that. Um, D so Wade's I, been a nice boost. Like having Dwayne yeah. Wade there has been nice and Gab Union, but yeah, in, in total, I, I feel like America's kind of out. I weirdly don't think America loves Utah, which I feel like Utah could check a lot of the boxes otherwise in, in terms of like yep. a franchise that was not on the door had michael jordan rip their hearts out yep um donovan mitchell seems likable enough mike conley is obviously extremely likable uh yep. in my unbiased opinion um well mike conley but, is just like chris paul he's ohio or indiana's chris paul or he's, or he's from ohio right he's not indiana. indiana or he's from indiana so he's indiana's chris yeah. paul so yeah. there you go then that he's makes in, sense in yeah. uh yeah, but but I I think so. If Utah beats the Suns, I think I, I you're you're right though. People want the Suns. People because I I've talked myself into like if Utah makes the finals, I think um that's good for the league or good for I think people would be excited about that. Donovan Mitchell so. is the same as Devin Booker. Like yeah. I, I think if you're the NBA right now, you're angling towards Utah versus Phoenix because then you say the regular season. Yeah, anyone happens, but right? the Clippers. Anyone but the yeah, Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you can claim like these teams are the best team in the regular season, and now they're here. They're playing each other. Like all the talk about them, the West being wide open is you know nolan void at that point and then you get donovan mitchell versus devin booker which i think is a, a great for the the scoring uh you know new nba that people want to see so 
that will be fun. And you talked about the guys that ripped out, you know, Jordan's heart. I mean, Utah with Darren Williams, go back to go full circle to Darren Williams for Chris Paul to beat Utah, Darren yeah. Williams, old franchise in the conference finals. That would just be more of the CP three redemption. Tour. And then we get, just like, getting John, over all the hump. John Stockton pops back in to like, remind everybody I am better than Donovan Mitchell. He is not yes. the best jazz player ever. And also I'm better than Chris Paul, just FYI. And everyone's like, no, you're not John. And he's like, watch this and he laces them up for Utah. <laughs> it is the best point guard on the floor. No, like, like, this work? like Chris Paul is uh, uh, of the John Stockton ilk. And um, yeah, for sure. John Stockton really is like one of the more disrespected NBA players of all time. I mean, it's, remember it's the dream staggering. team doc when yeah. they, they had like fans asking him to take pictures of the other players. Yeah. And he's like, I am also on the team, but I, I will take these. And he was also hurt during the dream team. So he's, that's why a lot of people like, were like, he couldn't even play on the dream team. It's like Stockton was hurt. Like he would have he, played a lot more. He, he's worse than disrespected. There's like an apathy towards John Stockton. It's not like, it's not like his name gets brought up and people are like, no, that guy wasn't even that good. His name, it, it feels like his name doesn't even get brought up at all. Yeah. In, uh, discussions of, Whatever your discussions are, it, it does seem like he, people treat him like he's Scott Skiles, and it's like, no, he's John yeah. Stockton, and there's like a difference between those two. And it does seem like people are like, yeah, yeah, whatever, same type of guy. And it's like, no, Stockton was he was kind of like a wizard. I mean, like you said, Chris Paul and John Stockton are more similar than they are different when you look at their games. John Stockton could never play <laughs> in today's NBA, it's too athletic, it's too this, or that. and it's like <laughs> Michael, he played Michael Jordan's NBA. <laughs> Like I and Derek Coleman's NBA, you know what I mean? And Larry Johnson's NBA. Like that's the funniest part. It's like there's this this like reverence and nostalgia for these guys. It's like I I, I was watching a part uh, part of the interruption the other day, and they were talking about Vinny Johnson in the microwave, mm-hmm. you know. And they're just like, we we'll never see someone like Vinny Johnson coming off the bench like and, and doing what he did scoring the basketball. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm sitting there like, I agree. Like Vinny Johnson's incredible. Like the microwave, yada, yada, yada. But then you have the same people, but like, and Jordan's playing, not PTI, obviously, but like the people that would call them out, but like and Jordan's right. playing plumbers back then. It's like, right. no, Vinny Johnson was coming off the bench. Yeah. And his name was the yes. microwave. Yes. <laughs> you, know what I mean? yes. Like, you can't have it both ways. John Stockton okay. played in a league with Michael Jordan and Dominic Wilkins. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I'm led to believe that he wouldn't be able to. to He's playing against plumbers. With, yes. with, with the athleticism of today. I, I, yeah. Boy, oof. Uh, you're right, though. A, a Jazz Suns finals. Anybody but the Clippers. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, if you are conditioning yourself for the worst possible scenario for the Suns, what is it? Um, and it feels like it's losing to the Nets in the finals. It mm-hmm. feels like it's that's the worst case. That that's bad for everybody. That's bad for the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even think the NBA goes home happy about the Nets beating the Suns. Yeah, I think if, if the Nets yeah. if the Nets get to the finals, you hope the Nets are playing the Clippers. Holy shit! Because dude. the so, only team that they could have some sort of likability towards is probably the Clippers. I just looked it up. The Suns won 51 games and the Nets won 48. So the Suns would host. Is yeah. that right? Game yes. Game Seven of yes. the Finals against they would the have home there court. It is. I'm putting it at like Suns fans are gonna be mad at me. Shout out uh, Wild Bags, our, our favorite Suns. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the best. Um, I I understand why you're mad at me for putting this out into the ether, but I'm trying to. Uh, I have found that this is my way of dealing with stuff. Is you, mm. you you put it out there, so you face it. You hear it. You hear me say those words that Steve Nash beats the Suns in Game Seven <laughs> of the NBA Finals in Phoenix and celebrates a title in Phoenix with the other team. And you picture that in your mind. And now you don't have to be scared of the boogeyman because you see him coming. You know yes. what he looks like. Yes. And then that way, if it happens. Do, 
that that's the worst case scenario. That's hundred percent the worst case scenario. Do you think there's any chance? And I say this like obviously we're we're talking in all you know speculation. Do you think there's any chance if we get to a finals and it's Suns net? It's God forbid that Steve Nash has a little bit of Roy Williams in him, where he is oh, like he wears he, the Suns logo on yeah his yeah like, he he like he like doesn't want to do this to the Suns. You know what I mean? Like he wants them to win a championship because at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day. But I, I I would agree Ooh, with you. It would if, be tough. Nash, it would be really if tough. If Nash had got his ring with the Lakers that he yes. wanted. Yes. But I think Nash part I think the reason Nash is coaching is because he wants to get a ring. I feel yeah, like of I, I feel like Nash wins the ring. I, I feel like if the if the Nets win it this year, Nash might just retire and go back to <laughs> go back to Manhattan soccer Beach. <laughs> soccer commentary. <laughs> yeah, go back to living on Manhattan Beach and popping up every Working four years for Bleacher years Report. <laughs> to the World Cup for Bleacher Report. Yeah. Or whatever the hell it is he would do. Um Great. I think I think he wants a ring too badly. That's that's the problem. But I, I I like where your head's at. I like that. I he'll spin it that way. If I'm Nash's PR people, I'm spinning it that way. If the Nets lose to the Suns, he's got to be jealous of Monty Williams too, because like it, that could be Steve Nash. Like he could be the coach of the yeah. Phoenix Suns. You know, he could yeah. be the former point guard turned coach that's doing great and you know got these young guys to buy in. Um, so maybe some animosity keeps him from feeling uh, the sympathy towards the Suns, but. I do think if you're the Suns, like you cheer for Steve Nash when he comes out. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you try to, you try, you, you to, try to, get him yeah, to, you try to get him to, <laughs> to be on your side where he's like, I'm not even going to argue these calls because this team deserves to win. You know what I mean? Well, we have, we have a long way to go to get there because the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are not quite as uh, unbeatable as Oof. it felt like they were. Quick break to talk about our friends at Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nelson Report, limitation supply. Before the series had started, or were they... Wait, no, they were two games in. This was two mm -hmm. games. This was this was after game two. Yeah, um, after the blow. The, Bucks. Yeah. the Nets were plus 115 on the website I looked up. I don't gamble, so I don't know like what's the website of record that we're supposed to use, but I, I looked it up, found one. A, a site was saying that the Nets were plus 115, which is for those who don't gamble like I do and, and have no idea what I'm talking about, Tate, correct me if I'm wrong. That's basically almost a coin flip. If it was plus 100, mm -hmm. that's a coin flip. Am, am yep. I wrong? Yeah, no, you're that's, right. That's correct. So plus 100 is a coin flip. It's, they're plus 115. Um, to win the NBA title with eight teams remaining and, and only two games into their series against the Bucs, Vegas said it's it's a 50-50 shot that the Nets win this thing. They are mm. now, I checked this morning on that exact same website, they are now plus 250. Their odds have, I never know how to say this, are their odds worse or better? Their odds are better, but also worse. worse. <laughs> they're better They're better for the better, but they're worse better for, for them. better for yeah, yeah. the better, but worse for the team. <laughs> for the team. For the, oh my God. <laughs> Yikes. That's no gambling. wonder gambling content is not catching going. <laughs> People are too confused. <laughs> uh, but no, they're, 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 the odds of the Nets winning this have tanked, basically. Mm. And um, suddenly they are not as infallible in large part because, as you said at the start, Kyrie Irving rolled his ankle. First of all, was it a dirty play? Was Giannis stepping under uh, Kyrie a dirty play in your mind? Absolutely not. And if it was or even could be misconstrued, then I think Steve Nash would have said something, as coaches do. Coaches yeah. say something if they think that's the case. And he would have been like, I would have loved if, you know, on that rebound there, you know, we weren't trying to, you know, there would have been some sort of call out from Steve Nash. He didn't right, call that right. out. You know what he called out instead? I think the real issue in the game, 
especially if you're a Kevin Durant fan, is P.J. Tucker. I mean, mm-hmm. P.J. Tucker, to me, is the key to the series because he knows Kevin Durant, and obviously we've seen them already getting fights. and He hosted skirmishing. him on his recruiting visit, right? Or if they didn't, yeah. he, was, he was on campus during the recruiting visit, which yes. tells me kind of all I need to know about this dynamic, that P.J. Tucker was at Texas. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he was his, his host, but I, I thought about that as I was watching them get into the, the fight mm-hmm. the security, where Durant's security guard came out and everything. I was like that PJ Tucker has like an older brother type mentality. Oh yeah. Whole deal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Which is like, you're not going to do that to me. You're not going to yeah. disrespect me, Kevin. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I'll yeah. put you in your place if I have to. And that's pretty much like that, that battle this isn't about basketball, Kevin, this is about yeah. life. And yeah. Not- this, yeah. 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 This is about being a man, Kevin. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I think like what PJ is doing to him is actually smart because Kevin's such a, uh, in you, you know, Kevin, loves the game right he loves yeah. like the history of the game he loves like acting you know like he's tethered he loves calling to it. it the game he's one of those people yes yeah, yeah 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 it's about the game you know what i mean like it's Rick always you know i yeah, never yeah. cheated the game we're like you Ex- never said you did rick we said you hired hookers for <laughs> yeah, exactly. 17 year olds and he's like yeah but i didn't cheat the game <laughs> and pj tucker is putting the onus on kevin because he's saying you say you love 90s basketball you say you love the physicality yeah. you say you love the yeah. jordan rules like i'm gonna show you the jordan rules like i'm gonna show you what that looks like and look if you were really clocking this game, PJ Tucker probably had 25 fouls. Yes. Straight up. Like, I mean, yes. if you were, if you like, if some uh, objective ref came in and they're like, let's watch the tape and see how many fouls he get, he probably had 25 fouls in this game. And look, that that comes to the territory because if you watch Michael Jordan play sometimes in 1989, 1990, I would say that Bill Lambeer had about 40 fouls in the game. You know what I mean? So it's all it's all subjective to the point. It's all how the game is refereed. I think that, you know, I saw a lot of people say, well, of course the league wants us to go seven, yada, yada, yada. I think that P.J. Tucker is just opening the game so physical that these officials have to either decide if they're going to foul him out in three yeah. possessions or they're going to let him play that way. No, that's so, that, that's a real-life strategy that, yeah. that, uh, that big, big 10 basketball teams have used forever. Butler used it with Brad Stevens to go to back-to-back yep. title games. Yep. Uh, the old Big East used it forever. It's just like, of course, they, they can't call literally every foul. So let's yes. just foul the shit out of you every single time. On the yeah. Floor. Yeah. And let's, and let's I, frustrate I them. I don't think the refs have the balls to call 400 fouls. They're exactly. not going to do it. So at some point they might call it early, but we'll just keep fouling and they're not going to keep calling it. And yeah, we'll win in the end. And, and what happens in Brooklyn in game five will be fascinating because I think, in, I think in game five, PJ will get two quick whistles. Like yeah. they'll, they'll get two quick fouls on PJ. He'll be out of the game and then Kevin will be free. Kevin will probably drop 40, 45 points in this game. We'll see if that's enough for the Brooklyn Nets to win. But that game five will be interesting because when they go back to Milwaukee, he's going to be able to have 20 fouls again. Yeah. And Kevin yes. is, is the kid at the YMCA right now. That is like, some some tryhard is over there that is like trying to get in your grill and frustrate you, and he's yes. saying, "I'm not mad." Yes. He's like, "I'm kind of, I'm actually laughing at this," but he's actually getting frustrated. And he's actually getting mad. And PJ, like you said, the big brother mentality. He knows he has him. He yes. knows he's got him right where yes. he wants him. Like if if Kevin Durant's worried about me, if you're PJ Tucker, is what you're thinking. If he's worried about me and I'm hitting shots that are frustrating him and I'm making more threes than he is, we won the game. Yes. And that's what happened in game four. I mean, it was as simple as that. Kevin Durant, once Kyrie goes down, I don't know how he doesn't have 40 points. He, he was over 28. I'm gonna, yeah. Durant was horrible, both, like, yeah. both in terms of his production, but also the body Mentally. language, his mental, like everything about it. It was, it was not, a, not a great look for Kevin Durant. I think that's that's what he has to take the next couple of days. When, when is game five? It's, I think uh, it's 
tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Is it Tuesday? Whatever it is, uh, th- that's that's the big challenge for Kevin Durant to me is to, as you said, like have like a different mindset. Um, not let PJ Tucker. I, I I agree with you. I think the refs are gonna they're gonna the foul same, him. They're gonna they're gonna, gonna, have they're the gonna same get him in trouble in the couple yeah. off days and say we gotta we gotta do something here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dur- Durant was very LeBron like and not in a good way. He was very mm. uh just kind of stand there on offense when the ball comes to me i don't pass because i'm like all right i guess i'm putting this one up and then if something doesn't go your way you just kind of stand there and look at the ref as the fast break goes the other way he it, it was it was not a great look for him but that's okay because it's a long series and hopefully no and he he, 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 he he caught himself from going full lebron too so at the end of the game he was walking to the tunnel before the final uh horn goes and, you know, that's like yeah. a big thing on the internet. Yeah. People yeah, were upset yeah. that LeBron did that. So he, uh, I don't know if people can even look this up, but he stops before, like the tunnel's like right here. And he stops right before he gets the tunnel. And then the clock, it was like seven seconds. He like lets it run down for this five, six. And then, and then the horn sounds and then he keeps walking. Because he was like, he was like already, he, you know, he caught himself in the moment. Yeah, he's like, that, I can't do this. Yeah, this exactly. Is, and that's what let yeah. me know that like one PJ Tucker got in his head and he's, He's overthinking the whole thing now. And after game two, when Blake Griffin's like laughing at Giannis, I thought this is a wrap because mentally I was like, the Bucks are just, they're, they're toast at this the, point. The Nets are the new Clippers. I'm not going to celebrate Kyrie's injury. I'm not going to celebrate James Harden's injury. That's never, uh, I, I, I am not. That I felt horrible person. for Kyrie. Kyrie. I mean, I don't, I, I don't understand how you could have a visceral hate towards Kyrie, to be no. honest with you. He's, he's kind of like over here and he, and he is out of the way a lot of the time. So I don't understand. I, I don't love that this is how it's happening, but I am not going to pretend like I'm, I'm shedding a tear over the yeah. quote unquote demise of the Brooklyn Nets. If that is in fact what we're witnessing, there's still a lot of basketball left to be played Tate. So let's not get yeah. ahead of ourselves, but they are the Clippers of this season. And that not only do I, am I going to celebrate the demise of the Nets? Um, I, I think it's a one-year deal. Like if the Nets win it, the, the Clippers I don't love, but I I kind of just don't care about the Clippers this year anymore. Like last year, yeah, it was the funniest thing in the world when, when <laughs> Paul George would suck in playoff games, when the Clippers would choke away the three-one lead. Like it was hysterical. I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, screw these dudes. Like this is this is so bad for the league that they that they form their team this way. <laughs> I hate them. Get them out of here. And I think the Nets have supplanted the Clippers in that regard, where it's like we, we just need them. It's it's kind of like the Heat even. And, yep. and year one uh, with the Heatles. Is that what we call them? Is that a thing? That I think it's what they call themselves. Does so. that stick? I don't know if it did. It did not um, stick. I just tried it. I don't. I didn't like it coming up. I, I, I saw Udonis, Udonis Haslam said the other day that they were the big three and they were and the rest of the team was the little 12. I like that. The little 12. <laughs> you know You know what Greg signed with the Heat at the final year, uh, 2014, they lose the yeah. Spurs in the finals? Uh, they gave him a Heatle shirt. Like he got bequeathed like this, like, like welcome <laughs> to the fraternity. And he had a shirt that said the Heatles on it. And I was like, what the hell, dude? Are you serious with that? He needs to sell uh, that shirt. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's, I think that's why I said that. But uh, just like the Heat, like it, the, the, the Heat ended up winning two titles, but we all got what we needed, which was yes. the Mavs beating the Heat. And that the was humbling. All we and then at that point, yes. like if they win five, it sucks, whatever. But like we, we got our moment as, as mm-hmm. haters. As haters yeah. of the super, as a super team haters, that's how I feel about the Nets. Is like I, I really feel like next year I'll be more apathetic towards the whole deal. And if they win, it's like it is what it is. They're talented. You can't deny it. They're kind of fun to watch. Yeah, whatever. At least they uh, but play right a now, good brand I need them to lose. Right now, yeah. I need this so badly. And uh, <laughs> I, I think that's where we're headed, dude. If Ky- Kyrie's that ankle does not look good. That that no. that I'll tell you, folks, as a former athlete myself. 
not a good injury. A sprain. Yeah, I don't know if uh... <laughs> not fun. At least the yeah results of the the X ray were negative. But like I mean, it doesn't matter when you're in that situation. It's just going to be time, and it's going to yeah. be a lot of rest. And you don't have a lot of rest, a lot of time when you play Game Five on Tuesday. By the way, same with the hamstring. That oh I yeah, don't, I don't feel like James Harden's coming back anytime soon. As much as they kind of want to hope and pray that maybe he will. Um, I mean, you so can't rush him back to, either. I mean, that's yeah, the that's uh, the other part of it. Back. Well, uh, I have the earliest finals. MVP. You, you were doing the betting stuff, so I, I pulled the early finals MVP odds uh, Can I guess? right now. Yeah, yeah, please, please, Can please. I guess? Uh, who, who is the favorite in your in your mind right now? That's the big question. The favorite. So I'm trying to think about all the factors that go into this because these this, this is not a list of the best players. Like, well, so for I mean, example, yeah. well, but but I'm saying like Trey Young is not going to be anywhere on this list because no. they they assume that the Hawks aren't going to make it. Exactly. Even though Trey Young might be one of the ten best players left in the playoffs. He's not one of the. He's not on the list. No. Best odds to win. Yeah, exactly. So nope. I'm trying to think through all the different. It's got to be Durant number one. Yes. Durant's number one. Durant um, is plus one sixty five, and and you know to explain for the novice at home, if you bet a hundred dollars, you win hundred sixty five dollars. Yeah. Okay. So Durant's number one. That much is obvious. My question now is number two, a net player. Mm. Is it Giannis? It, it, is no. This it, is this is shocking. Okay. It, is it, it Devin is Booker? Who is that's number what two? I, that's who I thought it would be. It's Donovan, it's Donovan Mitchell. Whoa. At plus that's, 350. So that, that means that Vegas is shocking. I mean, I mean, it's not shocking. I mean, the Jazz were the they best had the best record. Year, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They, yeah play, so. they play defense and make threes. What else do you want out of a basketball team in 2021? And they haven't. A lot of people, I think, when they looked at the Jazz, they said the shooting will go away in the playoffs, and it hasn't. Yeah, I, mean, they, of, they, yeah. I mean, they've shot the ball the same that they did in the regular season. So. Wow, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. And then number three uh, is Kawhi Leonard, plus 900. Wow, really? So, yeah, so it's Durant, Donovan Ka- Mitchell, Kawhi, so Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has to beat the Jazz, the Suns, and then probably the Nets or Bucks to, to win finals MVP, and he's yes. still number three. He's number three. And then number four is tied. There's two tied for number four. It's Devin Booker, plus 1,000, and Joel Embiid, plus 1,000. Wow. So those two... I mean that 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 to me seems like the best bet. Maybe you just take both those guys. You bet yeah. both of them plus a thousand, and you know you hope agree the Suns or the I, Sixers. I, I would throw uh, if if I gambled, I would just throw some money on Booker and yeah, and and just and just write it out. And write yeah, it out and say, exactly. Why not? Well, Chris Paul is the other one plus eighteen hundred. Uh, that could I don't be... think Chris Paul because I think I think the finals as as we said, like I I still think the Bucks or the Nets are coming out of the East, and I don't love. Uh, Chris Paul and either one of those series, like he 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 could get whatever he wanted against the Nets, but yeah, he's also going to get torched on the other end by Kyrie and Harden and and this know. is this is I think is the best bet probably out there right now. And if you're sitting at home and you're like, I want to put a hundred dollars on something, Giannis Antetokounmpo plus eighteen hundred. Whoa, I mean that's that's insane. Whoa. When you think about the fact that the way that series has swung, you think about the fact that the Suns have nobody to match up on Giannis. They don't have a Blake Griffin. I mean, they, I mean, that's that Whoa. to me seems like the one. So those are your finals MVP odds right now. Right. Uh, again, Durant plus one sixty five, the favorite. Donovan Mitchell plus three fifty, uh, and then Giannis plus eighteen hundred. So for the wow. fans at home, take that's a look. Pretty, uh, yeah. Take a look. I might get into gambling. Is this <laughs> You're like, should I gamble? <laughs> the last I, time. I I don't see a world in which Giannis, like if Giannis wins, Giannis is finals MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like if the Bucks win, then Giannis. Yeah, of course. It doesn't matter. He's gonna get the he's gonna get the superstar treatment. There's not gonna be a. a, That's why. That's why I feel like with those odds, it should start with like 
Kawhi, like the people that you know, if like that team makes it, they're going to win it. You know, it's like Joel Embiid, Kawhi, Giannis, Durant, you know, it's like that guy's going to win it. So yeah. uh, Fascinating. Wow. Wow, Interesting. The the last time I gambled on sports was uh, uh, two years ago at summer league when mm. um oh, was it the chinese I, the chinese yeah, team yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's gotta i feel like i can never gamble again because that's just like the too preposterous uh, the, the hornets I, played uh team china for the people that, the summer that don't league remember hornets. this the yes. summer yes. league, Charlotte summer league hornets, hornets. led by jp mccura <laughs> <laughs> and Devonte graham i believe at the time yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i believe those are the two guys that were spearheading the uh, summer league team there were others mm. but i can't remember who else was um, those are those are the two guys I remember being excited about. We're playing the Chinese. National I think it was like PJ game. Washington was there. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the, the Hornets were favored by like thirty five <laughs> or something. It was, it was preposterous. Aristotle and I were bored, and we go to uh, uh, where were we? Caesar's Palace. We're at the Caesar. So. We stayed at Caesar's Palace. We'd been to like three thousand of the summer league games. So we had no interest in like yeah, you know, you only kind of go for a couple hours a day over <laughs> to the gym, and then we were done with that. We were done with gambling, playing blackjack or whatever. We were we were kind of done with our night, and we were like, why don't we just go to the sports book and watch <laughs> China versus <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets? He's like, you want to bet on this? And instead of betting each other, we got the mm-hmm. book involved. And he goes up. Hey, we got the book involved. He goes, yep. I'm going to bet on China because I think it'd be more fun. And then I thought, okay, so my choices are either bet on China and then he and I can celebrate together, which, or, or cry together, whatever it was, mm. which I, looking back, that's what I should have done. Not because he ended up being right, but because that probably would have been more fun. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, same, you're on the same side of history. I didn't know the etiquette. So in my head, I was like, I got to bet the opposite. So I, he bet <laughs> China and I was like, all right, I guess give me the Hornets. And we put like a hundred bucks down and China not only covered like 35 and a half Tate, they won the game straight up. I yeah. don't think it was 35 and a half. I think it was more like around 30, but it was still just absolutely preposterous spread. And they won the game straight up. And, and then we talked, I took a picture of still hold up a number one and his ticket. And then we talked about, it. I mean, it was Michael Jordan's way to curry favor with the Chinese government. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Without having to do anything without like, wrong. To, he's just like, let the summer, yeah, let the yeah. summer league team lose. Take a fall. <laughs> if Jordan, if Jordan uh, gets asked about the the politics of China and Hong Kong and Taiwan, he just points to that game. He just, He's he like, just "You remember the game?" Tweets a screenshot of that game. <laughs> it's like this is my official statement. Um, all right, I'm gonna do fraud power rankings and yes. get out of here because this is important. This is for posterity. I think a lot of mm. people at home are keeping track of this stuff and they need they to are. know they where are. I stand. So uh, we need right, Wild we... Bags to create like a graphic. You know what I mean? I feel like Wild Bags is the guy for this of the updated fraud power rankings. I hope he's listening right now. Uh, also, quickly about Wild Bags, uh, Duke tweeted the other day, if you have any content ideas for Coach K for the farewell tour, <laughs> to tweet it at them. So he uh, he was sending some ideas. So we we have to be, we, we'll get on all of that with Wild Bags. But all go right. ahead, updated fraud I, power. My, my first content idea was. Uh, <laughs> Trying to figure out what song to put over the 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 K clapping. Yes. Uh, every time yes. we touch. Yeah. What's the funniest song you can put over that clip? And, and Sarah McLaughlin, uh, you know, in the eyes of an angel. <laughs> or it's like some death metal. Yeah. Oh, well, Cut yeah. my life into pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, what it is already is already funny. Like it's already too funny. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like when people yeah, are trying right. to make fun of Trump. You know, it's like you can't make fun of what's already hilarious. You know what I mean? You're like Coach right. K. Coach K is the same thing. You're absolutely right. Uh, all right, let's start with number five on the fraud power rankings. Uh, as first reported on this program, um, when 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 was this? Two weeks ago, something like yeah, that. The Dallas like Mavericks organization, is in the entire turmoil. organization, are fraudulent in turmoil. 
<laughs> what have you. Uh, as you mentioned at the top, um, you, you got a little excited and jumped the gun on me. Uh, there was an article in The Athletic that came out today that I, I will summarize as this as a non-athletic subscriber. Um, so I, I didn't read it, obviously, but I was trying to <laughs> – it seemed kind of boring, if we're being honest. I was, I was yeah. compiling the, the, the bits and pieces. Long story short, The Athletic puts out this article that there is a, a rift in the front office that Mark Cuban is the owner, as we know. Uh, Donnie Nelson is the GM, not Don Nelson. His son, mm, his um, son. Yep. Is, is the GM. And then Haralabob. How do you say his last name? Vulgaris. Vulgaris. Haralabob Vulgaris is like the shadow GM of the Mavs. And apparently he doesn't love Luca or Luca doesn't love him. And there's this rift because like Haralabob is trusted by everybody. He's a genius. <laughs> I love I love H Bob. So I'm I'm so, this story was awesome. This is like the best even, story I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't the, the details to me, honestly, frankly, don't really care that much. I just love that like Haralabob <laughs> has inserted himself into the Dallas Mavericks organization. There's mass turmoil. Mark mm. Cuban tweeted today that the story is bullshit, which like yeah. I gotta be honest, nothing made me think that the story was hundred percent true. Until he said that. Then Mark, you can say this is bullshit. And I was like, all right, well, there's definitely a lot of merit to this. Meanwhile, as we know, Kristaps Porzingis uh, is hated by everybody, but then also hates Luca and was trying, or hates a strong word, but he was like, I don't love how I fit into this team. And yeah, he said he wanted to be a co star, not an accessory to the team. And the team's like, we just don't love you in general. And we're going to try to trade you if we can figure it out. But also, yeah, probably. And H Bob is saying, we need more post ups. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, All of this is going on. And uh, so that's why the Dallas Mavericks, an organization that once upon a time, I feel like not that long ago, Uh, as I said a couple weeks ago, when we pointed out that they've not won a first round series since they've not won a series of any kind. If if you don't win the first round, you don't win any series Um, in the playoffs since they won the title in 2011. Uh, But but in my mind, they they always seem like one of the better organizations, just the way people talk about them or the way they they are revered. Uh, Boy, trouble in paradise, Tate. There seems yeah. to be trouble in paradise, and it all points to one man who showed up in March when he was traded mm-hmm. from the New Orleans Pelicans. Hmm? Do you think that could be mm-hmm. – do you think you could connect the dots? I'll let you take it from here. I'm just pointing yep. out – we are Just Facts podcast, and I'm pointing out the facts that J.J. Redick uh, was traded to the Mavs in March, and now the franchise is in disarray. Your thoughts, Tate? I would just say that, you know, to describe the character that you just said, I mean, he is the anti-Danny Green. He is not a champion. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wherever JJ goes, they lose. You know what I mean? We've seen that uh, in every situation. Uh, I know it goes to the playoffs. A lot of people are like, he always goes to the playoffs. But does he win? No. Mm, does Danny Green point. win? Yes. I mean, guess who's point. still in the playoffs, even though he's hurt right now? Danny F and Green. Um, so... If I'm the Mavericks, I'm thinking, one, we should have gone after Danny Green. That was a mistake. Um, I agree with H-Bob um, in the sense Trade that... No, 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 no. <laughs> I agree with H-Bob in the sense that, like, he was upset according to the story. I mean, I, I haven't talked to Ralabob about this, obviously, because I only talked to Ralabob on the Bill Simmons podcast or over Instagram. Can you DM imagine randomly. if you had talked to Ralabob? If this story it, came out and you it, called him and he, like, answered, I, he's like, I would gladly talk to you about this, Tate. <laughs> it's like, you, can you report a story for me, actually? Uh H-Bob loves and understands basketball, and I think he also is what I would call a tinkerer. You know, someone that tinkers, you know, not like Tinker Hatfield, but like Tinker Hatfield. He's a guy that he has a lot of good ideas. I think he has a lot of ideas that work probably more in a vacuum. And I think he likes to 
you know, see what push push buttons and see what works. And I think he was upset apparently about the Josh Richardson trade for Seth Curry because in his mind, he's an analytical guy. He's like, we have the best three point shooter possible that can space the floor for Luca. Why would, I would we agree get rid of him? I would agree you know, with him. I would agree yeah. with him as well. And you trade for Josh Richardson for defense, which is, and obviously he didn't, you know, that none of that worked out. So I understand no. the frustration coming from the camp. Uh, if you're looking at it from that vantage point and then all the Luca stuff, I think that Haralabob, and this is all my just, you know, having been a producer while he's on with Bill and Bill says something like, Jason Tatum's going to be the next Kevin Durant. You know, H-Bob, when young guys get a lot of glowing reviews, H-Bob is very quick to point out their flaws, you know, for better or for worse. So I could see a lot of people in the Dallas front office being like, I love Luka. Luka's, you know, untouchable. Luka is perfect. Luka, Luka, Luka. And, and Haralabob just being by his nature is like, I'm not going to give him all, you know, all this yes. love. I'm going to find yes. things to poke holes in because that's just, that's he how he doesn't use his heart. He uses his head. He, he exactly. says, exactly. I, I, I'm that, not getting carried away in Luca mania. I just and see I could, him as a, I can see him asset. having not bedside yeah. manner about it. You know what, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he could say some things that if you're Luca or you're Luca's team or whatever, you could be like, what the, you know, who's this guy? Yeah. And he has no problem being like, I'm this guy and you suck. I'm him. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph says, I'm him. I'm him. I'm him. And uh, yeah, so like the whole story itself honestly just makes me laugh because, you know, I mean, H. Bob is a very, very smart basketball mind. I think I could totally see him trying to make things happen. I could see Donnie Nelson, you know, trying to keep things status quo. And that's what it felt like. It felt like whoever leaked this story, I don't know if it was Lucas Camp or, you know, the Mass Front Office, whoever leaked this story wants Haralabob to be the enemy or to be like yes. the. Uh, the, the, the problem child, the disruptor, whatever you want to call him. And I don't think that's necessarily, you know, what he is. I think he just, like I said, I think he's a tinkerer. I think he likes to, to have his opinion on things. And I don't think he's afraid of his opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's going to sit back and not say something if he believes it. And mm -hmm. that's where the story seems like it's coming from. And if it leads to Luca wanting to leave, that is hilarious. Like that, 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 is like, that is the funniest thing. That would be hilarious. That is the Joker walking out of the hospital as it's explained. Like I just yes. picture her, just her, chaos. Um, just like, I yeah, chose chaos. That's what I wanted. And, and that's your, like, and that's your claim to fame forever in basketball. You know what I mean? Like you ran yeah. Luke out of Dallas. <laughs> I mean, crazy. I don't, what's, I think the story what's especially is a crazy is that this man does not need this job. So like, he doesn't have to worry about like, if, if he runs Luke out of Dallas, and then he's untouchable, and everyone else <laughs> yeah. in the NBA is like, "This guy's a moron. We don't want anything to do it." Or he can just go, yeah. "Okay, cool. I'll go back to gambling and, and make a ton yeah. of money." And uh, yeah. yeah, for the people that don't know, Haralabob is like the one of the most infamous, famous, whatever word you want to use, the NBA gamblers. He is the man who Never. was able yeah. to predict, and he has his own methods of. What was predicting his claim games. to fame? He predicted the Lakers would be good when Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember i can't remember i mean look i will say like he was one of those people that like bill would have on you know and you're just like you you hear the nba opinions but what Haralabob was saying i was always so fascinated because it was a very it, it was very specific to him you know what i mean it, you could yeah. understand where he was coming from and why he was well, saying like I said, it. He, he never talked with his his heart he was never yeah. like i i believe i don't care that people think uh, you know, MJ's the greatest for me. It was Hakeem, man. I I just loved watching Hakeem as a kid. Like he'd grow yeah, up, he yeah, spoke yeah. his game, spoke. He didn't talk that way. Like he didn't argue. No, 
and with like a heart. He, no, he, 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 like he literally head. will say to your face, he'll be like, Giannis will never be a 75% free throw shooter. It'll never yeah. happen. You know what It'll I mean? Like he says have, things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, like, yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I guess that's true. He'll, and like, even like a Tatum example, he's like, he'll never be a consistent 40% three point shooter. You know right. what I mean? Like, he'll like say that, that to, to the face of Bill Simmons, who has his heart so invested in it. Yes, and exactly. like, I don't use my heart for any of this. So, and that's uh, why it leads to a beautiful conversation. Cause I think that like basketball, the argument, like the cultural argument is like, you know, numbers, analytics, like you said, head. And then there's like the purists that are like, it's heart, feel, touch, whatever, all these things. So like the best conversation I think is when those two things are together. And so when Bill and Harrell Bob are together, that is the conversation, like you said. I mean, and so therefore it leads to this great, like you can take it for what it is. Like, you know what I mean? You have both sides of the equation. Or Bill's like, I don't know. Just when I have Donovan Mitchell, I I like my chances there. And Harrell (laughs) Bob's like, He's actually terrible in leg game yeah, situations. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't know what the right answer is, but I'm I glad I heard either. both sides of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hear, now, I feel, now, now I feel better about the Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, Dallas Mavericks, frauds. Uh, yeah. Fraud number five. Uh, number four on my list, and and this is this one's kind of broad. This is more broad than fraud, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every college without an alum still in the playoffs, whether Ooh. it be a player, a coach, a GM, Ooh. a GM's mm. son, assistant GM, somehow, <laughs> a, 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 the, yeah, assistant, you name it. If if you are a college, uh, if you're a college basketball program that does not have an alum still involved in these playoffs, somehow you're a yep. fraud. And I'm going to tell you why because every single college with an alum in these playoffs has tweeted about it, <laughs> knocking it out of the park with these tweets. Tate, the one that caught my eye today, the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, wow. Let it be known. We've got more players in the NBA conference semifinals than any other school in the Big Ten. <laughs> and who With are the three. players? Is Kevin Herter? Kevin Herter, Herter is the one, one that plays. Jalen Smith on the Suns and Bruno, uh, Bruno Fernando for the Hawks, who have those two have combined played okay. less than 15 minutes the entire playoffs. I was going to um, say, come on. But they're letting it be known. Meanwhile, Miami, you mentioned James Jones earlier. Uh, Miami, the University <laughs> of Miami tweeted out, this man has his squad in the West. This man has his squad Western Conference Finals bound and reminded everybody that James Jones has something to do <laughs> yes. with the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> yes. The GM. Love to hear it. Love to see Which, it. Which, uh, you know, like not that he's, I, I, I don't. I know what you're saying. Like they're, 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 he's not ever, the face of the Phoenix Suns. I wouldn't <laughs> no, put it that no. way. You know I mean? He's not making threes for the Phoenix Suns right now, but, you know, I love it. I love that they're going out. And and for Miami, too, you know what I mean? To just be like, we're, we're making sure that you know that yeah, we're involved that's what I mean. in these playoffs. Like, we're here. In the world of Miami basketball, James Jones is the reason that the Suns have advanced this far. In everyone yes. else's world, they're like, wait, James Jones is the GM? Wow, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> Purdue shouted out Etwan Moore, who has played in two playoff games. Both of them were blowouts. Uh, he he is on the Suns as well. He has advanced to the conference finals. Purdue made sure to to put out a congratulatory statement. And uh, Abdul Nader, who has been injured the entire playoffs, uh, but played at Ohio State or uh, Iowa State. I'm sorry, Iowa State has shouted him out as as uh, um dur- during this uh. uh <laughs> This, this playoff run that he is actually not taking part in as mm. a member of the Phoenix Suns. So uh, a lot of, as the Suns advance to the Western Conference Finals, all of these schools are, are reminding everybody that we have a, a shred of a tie to the success. Th- think, because Chris Paul was hitting a lot of 15-foot jump shots from the right yep. elbow using a high ball screen, uh, that is actually great for Iowa State basketball, and here's why. <laughs> but... <clears throat> 
<clears throat> the real test is will Wake Forest come out and say Chris Paul? Because like I told you on the show, there is a uh, they're competing for Chris Paul's loyalty because Chris Paul is getting his degree right now from Winston-Salem State and HBCU. That's right. And that's, right. uh, that's where he's actually going to school. And I obviously he's not going to Wake Forest. I'm not sure. I mean, I know that, you know, he's always been very, you know, outward with his Wake Forest support. But right now I haven't seen Wake Forest go out and stay like Chris Paul, the point guard. I haven't seen any of those. I haven't tweets, seen so. the point guard, point guard graphics. I have not. I have not. I have not. Much, so. But if I think if you're NC Central or you're Winston-Salem State because Lavelle Moton's very close to Chris Paul, I think you beat Wake Forest to the punch and you claim him. You know what yeah. I mean? Because if Winston-Salem State tweets like our guy, Chris Paul, he is already attending there right now. So they say our current student, Chris Paul, is the point guard and he's killing it. Then Wake Forest is sitting there with their hands in their lap and they're like, wow. The one yeah. time we could have taken yeah. Chris Paul, we don't have Tim Duncan anymore, and we lost him to Winston-Salem State. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if, if you're one of the... Uh, uh, Wake Forest, put him on the fraud power ranking. If you're one of the colleges that's not that doesn't have an alum, I mean, imagine how fraudulent you'd have to be because oh. it feels like every school in this country has some sort of a tie to the playoffs right now. Who, who, mm. I, I just picture like a meeting happening with a basketball program. That, that they're disgusting. They're like, surely there's somebody. Surely yeah, we, we, we got to have somebody. <laughs> and they're like, coach, I'm sorry. We're out. I've, 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 I've ran the numbers. Mm. We have, we have no alum. <laughs> like, damn it. It's, it's the, it's the, uh, here's the meme. It's the, uh, the Hitler meme. You know, the, mm. the, the one where Hitler like is, uh, you know what I'm talking about? That one movie where he's like speaking German and then they, they dub over the, yeah. Uh, what are you saying in English? Yeah. 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 And he's like, nine, 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 yeah, nine, yeah, yeah, nine. Yeah. That's one. what it is. Yeah. It's like, coach, uh, we have no alums left in these playoffs. And then, yeah, I was thinking of the Anakin Skywalker, Natalie Portman one where she's like, of course we have alums in the playoffs. And then he's like, he looks at she's like, oh, right? We have alums in the playoffs. Uh, moving on, number three on the fraud power rankings, NBA officials. Uh, this is this is getting out of hand with, uh, yeah. first of all, Kevin Durant, as, you, as we said, gets fouled 4,000 times by Peter I mean. Tucker. Uh, I did. I did sympathize with Kevin Durant. He was getting murdered out there. There was no foul called on Giannis when he steps under Kyrie and and rolls his ankle. It should have been a foul. It, it, it maybe should have been worse. Should Giannis be able to play basketball ever again? I don't know. <laughs> I'll leave that debate up to someone else. But I do know this: a foul should have been called. Meanwhile, Jokic, the MVP of the league, Nikola Jokic, is ejected in an elimination game t- for a play mm. that was barely even a foul, much less a flagrant two. Um, and and people out there and by people, I mean, Chris Vernon, who, who was very excited to crack his knuckles and point out to everybody that, that he deserved to be ejected would like to point out that Jokic wound up that the reason he was ejected is because he wound up his arm and slapped at the ball. And because he kind of nicked Cameron Payne in the nose, which Cameron Payne, like, come on, the, the guy fell down and rolled around. Come on. How many yeah, times I did mean, Cameron playing check for blood? He kept like holding his nose and he's like, surely there's blood. It's like, Cameron, well, it's not. Now I know why he spells his name the way he does. You know what I mean? Because if he knew real pain, he'd spell it P-A-I-N. You know what I'm saying? He's a different kind of pain. Great point. Uh, but to, 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 to me, Jokic winding up means nothing. I mean, it, it's I, I don't understand why that factors into it. He, he made a In slow motion, it looked horrible. But in the moment, I thought he was trying to hit the ball. I think everybody who was watching it. Yeah, yeah. he definitely and who cares how frustrated ball. he is or that he wound I mean, Michael Kidd Gil- Gil- Gilchrist wound up his jump shot every single every time. Every single time. <laughs> I mean, he never got called for a flagrant for winding up. So, like, what the hell are we talking about here? 
Why is this winding up? If, if we're getting worked up about winding up, I mean, and then um, to throw the envy, it, like they treated him like he was Nurkic yeah, instead of Jokic. Yeah. Like to throw the MVP out of the game in, in a game where he's basically trying to save single-handedly save yeah. the series. Yeah, yeah. What, what like, are we doing? I mean, it's crazy. And I doing? and look, I will say this: the Jokic moment with Devin Booker, Jokic won. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Absolutely did. Yo, Jokic, like when that moment happened, I think Devin Booker walked away and was like, oh, he's the MVP. You know what I mean? Like Jokic was looking at him. He was like, what? 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 What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I was like, oh, man. I was like, this is this is good. I was like, there's no joking around anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's Nikola Jokic. And he was like really trying to make sure that he knew like I'm I run the West. You know what I mean? Yeah. And once I get my boys back, once they're healthy, don't worry, I'm gonna be right here, and you're not gonna be chirping that much. You know, Devin what I mean? Booker is like, I like I, that. I like Devin, that moment. Devin Booker's like, I'm from the streets, and Jokic is like, where I'm from, we don't have streets. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Booker's like, well, I loved, <laughs> I loved uh, uh, Reggie Miller's breakdown when uh, he's watching. He's like going through. It, it was Miller, Reggie, right? Like, yeah, it was. I, I, yeah, boy, yeah, my I think so. Scrambled trying to yeah. remember, but Too I was pretty games. sure it was Reggie that uh, um, he's going over. The, the the whole sequence of events and that like you know so so Jokic swipes Cameron Payne then of course Devin Booker steps in which you have to do if you're Devin Booker and he's, he kept saying like you have to do that and then see for me and he's, he's breaking it down he's like for me Jay Crowder uh he, he didn't step in like he was supposed to he's supposed to now step in for and I'm watching this like is this is this all choreographed like, it's like is this a dance? like we have we have roles that are like if this happens then all right I'm gonna yeah. be the guy <laughs> Monty Williams has it drawn up on the board he's like all right if a fight breaks out Devin uh, this is your game. You get in the face, Chris, yeah. you're going to be the one to break it up. Jay, I want you to like kind of instigate, but at the same time, like make it look like you're trying to break it up, but really mm-hmm. you're, you're very aggressively pushing them away. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was fun it, trying to, it was the best part of two, at least after the game, it was like, I saw, you know, Jokic and Booker, like, you know, like saying nice things, but you know what I mean? It was like, it was a moment yeah. on the court that was heated and it was over after the fact, which I, to me, that's what it's supposed to be. That's like what basketball is. And of course, Jokic is frustrated. And of course, in Jokic's mind, he's like, your boy is faking on the floor right now. And now you're trying to get in my face. And I'm already mad. So now I'm really mad. Now, now I'm yeah. upset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another bullet point for refs being frauds. So yep. right right now is uh, lane violations aren't being called. And I will Ooh. put on my old man hat and say, Ooh. Uh, I, I'm noticing a lot of guys stepping in early on free throws. Mm. I'm, I'm noticing a lot of chicanery. I noticed that the Nuggets uh, took a technical free throw. I forget what the context was. Did, did someone get to did, – man, I forget. My brain is scrambled. But uh, the Nuggets take a tech free throw, and Devin Booker was, like, at the free throw line extended outside the three-point line, waving his hand. At Compo- I think Composa was taking I think the, it was. Free- yeah, 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 yeah. And he waves his hand, and he misses, and then the Nuggets bench is going crazy trying to point out the Booker's, like – I, I, let's clean up the free throw etiquette officials, yep. please, for the yep. love of God. Yep. They're called free Facts. throws. They should be free. You shouldn't get all this nonsensical extracurricular. Mm-hmm. Let them shoot. Yeah. Hashtag let them shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got Scott Foster throwing the ball to Giannis. Did you see that when he was mic'd up? He was like, shoot it on time. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We need more of that. <laughs> Come on. Uh, number two on my fraud power rankings, uh, analytics in general. As you said, uh, Haralabob. An analytics guy on, in hot water. Meanwhile, Woo! Chris Chris Paul, mid-range. Say it louder. Big time W. Uh, Jokic, <laughs> who is the MVP, who I, I do think deserved MVP, I do think is one of the – I am very much mm-hmm. pro-Jokic, and I think Jokic is, is better than 
um even people think he is like i i love they don't even understand what they're watching you don't even get it you You don't even even understand (laughs) we're saying this with our heart by the way yeah um (laughs) i'm very pro Jokic, but at the same time Mm. like one of the big cases for why Jokic is so good is his advanced stats Uh, yeah he gets swept in the second round as as your nba mvp so huge huge hit on analytics Mm -hmm. in the last few days fraudulent fraudulent damp it number two uh and number one on the fraud power rankings this week Aaron Gordon. I'm going to make it simple. It was Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Games two through four, he go, he scores six points per all, game. I was going to say, all Jokic needed was somebody else. Somebody. Somebody. That's all. And, and he was begging for it. Aaron Gordon scores six points a game, 32% from the field, 0 for 5 from three, less than four rebounds a game, 1.3 assists per game, and, and the, the, three game, the, the final three games of this series. My question to you, Tate, was this the Roy Williams move with the Suns? Was Aaron mm. Gordon a guy who uh, went to the University of Arizona? He is not oh. from Arizona. He is a, a California kid, <laughs> if I understand correctly. But maybe his heart, mm. when he was in Arizona, his his heart grew a fondness for the Suns. And now that he's playing his his college pro team, if that makes any sense whatsoever, uh, he thought, you know what, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just completely forget how to play basketball and do nothing out here. I I think I've seen a lot of the headlines about Devin Booker. They're like once once framed as a good stats bad team guy, uh, you know. And and I think that Aaron Gordon actually looked the part of that kind of player. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like in this series, not to say that he hasn't looked great. And I think that Aaron Gordon will come back. But like if you're talking about that type of framing of someone to say. You know, I'm not sure they're going to show up for the big moments. Like Aaron Gordon, he needed to show up. Michael Porter Jr. as well. Like, let's just be honest yeah. about it. Michael Porter Jr., for them to have a real shot, he had to be a legit number two option. He was not, I think, but, you know, it's really hard to go from the number four option like he usually is to the number two option. And then Aaron Gordon, you're used to being the number three, number four option. Now you're expected to be bumped up to the number two option. It, it's tough. And obviously, if that's not the expectation, that's not the way you played all season, you have your spots, you have your moments, and now you're trying to like, you know, figure it out on the fly to some level. And obviously with Jokic, that makes things easier. But it it did seem like everyone was trying to figure out who that guy was. I mean, Composo was probably the best number two guy that Jokic had with him, yeah, to be I honest know. with you, at times. Um, and that yeah. that kind of says and spells out the whole problem with the series. So that that uh I think number one is a good, I think Aaron Gordon should be getting a lot more heat than he is, but also I think a lot of people don't or did not expect Aaron Gordon to do much, which I think is wrong because he's very talented. And I think he has the ability to do a lot. Yeah. If you're uh, Aaron Gordon, you wake up and you check, uh, you know, the sports talk shows and you You expect to be getting, and you're like, Oh my God, they're going to kill me. And then no one says anything. And you're like, wait, it's very Stockton. I I can't tell if I'm happy about this or not. Like I can't tell. (laughs) He's like, am I, am I relevant to you? Am I I a joke to you? Uh, all right, let's, let's, let's get out of here. Shout outs, closeouts. What do you got? Uh, shout out to Eddie Jones. Uh, Eddie Jones is the first player to wear number six uh, with the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers. And famously, LeBron James will follow in his footsteps and do the same thing uh, and wear number six now for the Los Angeles Lakers. I have always said and I've always wanted LeBron James to not wear number 23. 
it it made the confusing point you know when i ask a kid that's where number 23 that's eh, my cousins for example and they're little kids you know one of them would say jordan the other one would say lebron i never yeah. liked it because i was like i need to know where you stand here like you yeah. tell me uh so i've always wanted you know lebron to have his own thing and number six is obviously dr j but so i don't even say think, what is that like is there well well but kids don't even know kobe bryant hardly anymore you know what i'm saying like they barely even watch kobe bryant or tracy mcgrady so like they definitely don't know dr j so now i'm working in the gen z uh uh, you know, like how they digest things. So I'm thinking to myself, if you're LeBron James, six is a good number for you. But um, Eddie Jones did six. it first, though. Kids Why? can't wear six because you can't, like, I thought in youth basketball and, and oh, baseball, maybe like, like at a YMCA, you probably like the can, highest yeah. numbers you can have are fives, mm. right? Because the, the 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 rationale being refs, yeah, they have to, to, to do, do the numbers, yeah, because this would be 15, yeah, which so makes no maybe, sense because in the NBA, they just do like forward, backward, they just do like 60. Seven, you know. Yeah, well, it sounds like LeBron has not thought this through then, because yeah. uh, he, the kids cannot wear his jersey. I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know where this came from. I saw a trailer of Space Jam before, and and he had number twenty three on in the movie. I so like, LeBron, so they have changed. Yeah. The, like this is this was a recent decision, and I don't know how that all happened, but I I'm happy about I it. I think it's a I think it's a number twenty three is owned by the right man now. Is what I would I, say. I think it's a warning sign that Space Jam six is coming. We're getting Space Jam. <laughs> Three, four, five, and six, and it's all leading up to that. I think uh, you should have worn number seven, though, because I know KD does. But then it's like you kind of own the not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. You know what I mean? And then if yeah. he is number seven, he's like, I was "What just, if LeBron changes number to sixty-nine? Would that win you back?" This won me back, by the way. But you but know, I'm saying if if but, if LeBron J, I'm all jokes aside. Mm-hmm. He he literally announced today I will wear number sixty nine and he wasn't he didn't try to make it all cheeky and funny he just like put out the statement he's like yeah I'm changing my number to sixty nine that it is what it is and then next year he comes out wearing James sixty nine on the back of his jersey mm-hmm. do you now have to support LeBron James I think you do I think I do and I think at the end of the day I do support LeBron James just not more than Michael Jordan that's the that's the okay. difference and at the end of the day when you look at USA basketball. And I, and I will put up one of these pictures once LeBron retires. You know, I'm going to have LeBron in six, and I'm going to have Jordan in nine, and then I'm going to say race is six, nine. You know what I'm Whoa. saying? That's Great USA point. basketball. Great point. So Great point. <laughs> it's Great all point. settled. We have both all, of the goats. We have both of the is. goats. You know, USA basketball is at the top. At the end of the day, USA basketball is top priority, you know? So yeah, it's all um, good. I want to shout out a friend of the program and a fellow walk-on, fellow Big Ten walk-on. Uh, in the in the Big Ten basketball walk-on brotherhood, uh, Stephen Izzo. He is he is um, Tom Izzo's son, and he listens to our show, Tate. And he is turning 21. And I just wanted to acknowledge hey. him because I think I'm trying to connect the dots for how Stephen Izzo turning 21 affects um, the the Michigan State season. How does this like? Is he going to be out more, and and mm. is he going to be bringing his teammates with him? Is mm. he? I'm trying to connect. I'm still working on it because as you know, the Izzo family leads the nation in. Uh, Conspiracy is not the right word, but like there's always something to suss out with that family. Yeah, what are there's they always up something. to? What are they yeah. up to? There's always mm. something. So Stephen Izzo, uh, living another year. What are you up to? You're turning 21. I'm feeling yeah. it out, trying to figure out what he's up to. This is a man, uh, as as I witnessed firsthand, Tate. The Michigan State fans love this this man so much that mm. on Cassius Winston Senior Night, I was there firsthand. I saw it with my own eyes. Cassius Winston Senior Night. The last time Cassius Winston put on a Michigan State uniform. As Cassius Winston was walking off the floor for the very last time in a Michigan State uniform in the Breslin Center, 
and and Stephen Izzo was checking in for him. The place erupted. They were so the, the Michigan mm. State fans were so happy to see Cassius Winston finally get replaced by Stephen Izzo that it like really melted my mind. I was like, "What's going on here?" They're cheering so loudly for Stephen Izzo to be like, did, "Did they not like Cassius Winston, one of the greatest point guards they've had in the the, the program's history?" So I don't know what's going on. Like I don't, I I, I witnessed it with my own eyes. Uh, Michigan State fans love this kid, and he just turned 21. So uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out too, like what this means for Izzo's mm. for Tom Izzo's longevity as a coach. I don't know. We're, we got to work on that. We got. I think like, we. I, I think at the end of the day, we have to choose a side. You know, it's like what coach's son do we want to ride for? And it's not going to yeah. be Buddy Bayheim. It's going to be Stephen Izzo. And uh, and that's that's all it is. We we're we're here. We know that Coach Izzo uh, is not like Coach K. He doesn't need a farewell <laughs> tour. He doesn't need all the hoopla. Uh, so we respect those who respect uh, the game, just like Kevin Durant. You know, what I mean, we respect yeah. the game. Steven well, Izzo respects the game. You want to talk about respecting the game. I'm probably going to get him in trouble for this, but I don't <laughs> care. Uh, Steven, if your dad gets mad, uh, tell him to come on the show mm. and we can hash it out. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about it. Michigan State got their ass kicked by Iowa this year at home. Mm. <laughs> and he sends me a DM on Instagram with a <laughs> screenshot of uh, the box score. And he's like, one of the worst losses in Michigan State basketball history. But I got that trillion though. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, like this was at the peak of uh, or, or the mm. depths of Michigan State this year, when like when the wheels had fallen off already, yeah, yeah. and then like other parts that you didn't. He was even like, "Don't worry, were, Titus, I'm out here though." Dude, they were the Michigan State at the when 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 uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Rocket Watch. It was Aaron Henry said we just have to dig ourselves out of this hole. That was mm. that that was the position they were in, and and Stephen is was like, "I got a trillion though, and that's all that matters." That's all that really um, matters. I also want to shout out uh, uh, Tate Frazier shot a 79 at Angeles National. On yeah, Friday. thank you. Thank um, you. So in case you missed it, Tate Frazier was balling out on the golf course. We went. Yeah, I, I had a lot of people reach out to me because uh, and, and it was not very flattering. You know what I'm saying? I have a lot of I have a tendency to have this happen to me. A lot of people see me. They said that guy, you know, has no hand eye coordination. That guy can't do anything. That guy is an idiot. I hate that guy. And then I play sports and then they say, wait a second, you're you can do something. You have actual anything to offer. And I say, yeah, I, I can play golf a little bit. So I had so many people tie us reach out to me. And then I got invited to play golf a bunch. Uh, wow. A lot of people were like, no way. Like guys I went to Carolina with, you know what I'm saying? Like one of my friends that I play basketball with all the time, Garrett, he texts me and goes, I didn't know you play golf. I'm like, wait, what? What? I'm like, yeah. what? Like uh, how? You know what I'm saying? The so, haters were shook, dude. The haters the, the were hater, very shook. The and they haters. were trying to recalibrate, like try to figure out. Where exactly. To go from here. Yeah. Exactly. And wait till they figure out I played baseball. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna really be I'll, tough for them. I'll tell you where the haters can go from here. They can go to my golf game because I I had probably the worst round mm. of my life as you were throwing darts out there. It, it was wasn't it wasn't your fault. It was the air rated greens. That's what we kept every, <laughs> every time that anything that happened. It was aeration. You know what I mean? That's all it was. Uh, what else is there? Uh, uh, England beat Croatia. Um, it's oh, coming home. Man. There's that. Uh, we've, we've, I've taken a look. I didn't watch, by the way. I did not watch. So I, yeah, I take, I take it, it on it my chin. It started at 6 a.m. and all that. Yeah, exactly. I'm 6 a.m. to watch exactly. it. I'll, like, if it's the final, I'll wake up that early, but I'm not watching yeah. the 6 a.m. Not group stage. Yeah. Um, I, I got a lot of flack because I picked England as my favorite Euro team. People said that their fans are the worst. And I was like, yeah, that's exact. that's, that's a feature. Mm. That's not a bug. Like I, mm. I love they, they put out those videos of them being drunk at bars and like that, that country is unbelievable with the, with the content they put out. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and there's it, no, there, as I said to you off air, there is no uh, uh, soccer fan base in the world that would be more fun to be in that country with those people when they win the world cup than yeah. England. 
That yep. would be the number one situation in terms of especially now. Game. They're so yeah, far removed crazy. from relevance. Yeah. So that's all it takes. That's why I'm cheering for England. And I get that their fans are the worst, but they're so unapologetically the worst. They're like they're mm. they're. They're, they're so like uh, what, what few clips I saw the Croatia game, they would cut to the crowd and like the Croatian fans, like the, the every Croatian fan they're showing is just like this beautiful woman who's like, yeah, like yeah. A, some sort of Croatia logo on her face <laughs> or the flag or whatever it is. And uh, just just gorgeous women galore. <laughs> they got to England fans. And it's just like the hit, most hideous beast you've ever seen. <laughs> with, a, with a pint with in his hand, just, belt, just belting songs out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so preposterous at a certain yeah. point it becomes endearing and that's why i cheer for him so no anyway. shout out to england <laughs> um that's it. oh one more shout out uh mike krzyzewski retiring at the end of next oh, year so, right, uh, shout right. Out okay we love you uh mm. best of luck this year we hope everything goes well and yes. uh you get the, the the kudos you deserve for for all the contributions you've made to this great game Love you, Coach. What, what, what age? I thought about this as you were talking. To, we were talking about Coach K uh, earlier. What age did you figure out how to spell his name? You know, like you're a writer. Yeah. I'm a. We were we were both writing with Coach K, so we had to, we had to figure out at some point how to spell Shashesky properly. And when the first time I spelled it, I was like, "This is even dumber than I thought it was." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was getting pissed. <laughs> I could see you typing it out. Oh like, my god! The squiggly red line doesn't oh, pop up, and the, for the first time that happens, and you're just yeah. like, "God damn!" And you're looking at, it, you're like, "It's Zazuski." <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! All right, that's the show. God bless you guys. We will see you later in the week.